Microphone check. One, two, one, two. What is this? We've got a co-host here, Mr. Hansen. Hello, back hello. Again. It's great to be back. No longer is uh, everything frozen everywhere. It's a little warmer. <laughs> Hopefully we're like snow free in like two weeks. It's a little warmer, you motherfucker. It was minus 22 it on was... the way here. <laughs> you know, we, we were recording at his house and he's like, oh, it's a little warmer. We'll go outside then. I, huh? I, I had to grab to groceries. House. It's beautiful out by comparison to like, like two days ago. It was like minus 35. Fuck. It's still cold. I'll play this shit. <laughs> All right. We got the dynamic duo back for another podcast here. Um, so something I teased, I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram story. Uh, a while ago, I wanted to do a podcast about agility training, agility ladders. Yep. Um, tried to do it solo, but I just couldn't. I, I really wanted the, the dynamic conversation around it. I felt like it offered a better uh, perspective on it. So let's just dive right into it. I know you played, we all know you played uh, CIS, what's now U-Sport, U-Sport level yeah. football. Um, you've definitely been put through a ladder or two in your days, I'm sure. Yes. So what do you think of uh, agility training in general, using the ladder to do it? Um, what, what are what are your thoughts on that as a football player? Um, okay, so I guess uh, I have a different relationship with the ladder than I feel like most. I feel like it didn't really, uh, when I was doing the ones that were like, you know, high knees, one yeah. foot in, two foot in, three foot in, yeah. that I didn't find very helpful at all. I did it forever. I at no point do I now feel like I can move on my feet lighter. Mm-hmm. But understanding um, the movement, like it's mostly, I feel like it'd be better if I did dance. Yeah. Because it, it was understanding that, okay, I have to step, step, step. And, and then I can be lighter on my feet if I go like this. Yeah. Like, th- I, that helped me. Because when I first stepped on a ladder, I was like, ah, and just, like, yeah. stumbled all over the place. So it helped with some coordination. Yeah, exactly. And then it was, so I just understood a little bit more from that. And then that's basically where I plateaued on a ladder. And that happened in the first two years of using a ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's not like it takes much. Which but, is, like, reference that. Because you're talking about, like, the first two years. So when you started using a ladder, you were, like... 11, 12 years old, just started yeah. football. Yeah, exactly. Right? And the point where you're talking about now where we're, it kind of changed and you saw a different use for the ladder was yeah. like college age, right? So yes. that's a lot of wasted time, time. putting one foot in a hole, two foot in a hole, yeah. two foot in a hole, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, and now I, as a coach, I, I, bear, I don't even really use it at all, yeah. you know, unless guys are really, really heavy on their feet. Mm-hmm. Well, I like just kind of go through so they understand, okay, I'm a little lighter, I'm a little lighter. And then when we're that point, I'm just ladder gone. We yeah. don't use it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So um, when I got to uh, the CIS, we um, we had a coach there by the name of Devin Murphy, who I'll probably reference a lot for a long time because he had a huge influence on my uh, knowledge as a coach and as an athlete and uh, as a football player. But uh, we we use the ladder completely differently. He had a coverage set, and he wanted you to backpedal in a certain way that wasn't done by every other team Mm -hmm. and he found that there was movement patterns that would help you in those coverages so he wanted to train those parts of the movement so like if you're backpedaling and somebody uh came across your body you would step this way open up and flash across your body and drive so it was just trying to put yourself in a good position where you can drive where you can drive and every time you finish the ladder you would finish off that drive so it'd be like practice a little part of it practice a little part of it practice a little part of it practice a little part as soon as you finish the ladder open right up go yeah so you now you're like okay here it is here's a little part here's a little part clean that up clean that up clean that up clean that up and then when you get to it it's put the full thing into practice Mm -hmm. because it doesn't help if i'm just 
you know, doing this weird step, step, spin back, step, step, spin back weirdness. It was put it, put it, put it, put it, and then put it into practice. Yeah. So it was, um, I found that to be extremely useful. My knowledge of the ladder, like his knowledge is not there. Like I, I only had like a year with him. So like yeah. it was, I only did little, little, like a little, little bit. So it's, so I use it lightly because I'm not as polished as he is with it. So essentially you weren't, you weren't using the agility ladder for agility. You were using it for skill acquisition. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And so like in the same way, uh, what's, what's a good example here? So I do a thing when I teach deadlifts, I want to teach the athlete to pull themselves down to the bar with their pelvic floor. Yes. Set up. So I'll do this thing where I'll take a pen, I'll throw it on the floor. I'll make them pick it up. Almost like fetch with my athlete, you know, pick up the pen. <laughs> they hand it to me, I throw it down again, and then I grab their arm and I'll say, okay, now pick it up, but fight me to get down there. And when you hold their arm from the side and they pull down to grab the pen, their pelvic floor will engage. It's just a, it's a coaching cue. Yeah. And then I can say, okay, did you feel that engagement in your pelvic floor? I want you to feel that when you pull yourself down to the bar in your setup. Exactly. So all coaches have these really brilliant tools and the agility ladder could definitely be one of them for skill acquisition for football. Yes. Um, and that, that that's great. I can't speak to that because I'm not a football coach. Yeah. Um, but the reason that I wanted to bring this up and the, the reason that, that haunts me at night is because my Instagram feed is just inundated with football players running through ladders yes. and running through cones. And, and it's all they do, and it's fucking mind-numbing to it, me. It's, <laughs> like, it's crazy to me, too, because I feel like I played with a bunch of guys who really subscribe to that kind of train of thought yeah like it was uh getting that ladder jump all over the place now you're gonna somehow translate to that football field and it just it just doesn't it fucking work that it way. does not it's work not. that way at like, all here's a great example like you know we played together yep. for a few years and i think you would agree that i was not the most talented football player on the field i mean i did my job yep. i was a good high school player but yep. i wasn't going past you know maybe junior but nothing past that yeah I did the fucking ladder every single day. Yeah. And I had pretty nice feet in the ladder. I could move. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big man. Like, I wasn't a great football player. Yep. I was pretty good with the feet in I the remember. ladder. Yep. But I was not a very good fucking football player. And I did the ladder seven days a week. Yep. If it translated to football and made you a better football player, just in the most general sense of developing agility, yep. then I would have been an all-star based on how much time I put in the ladder. Of course, right? Yeah. Like, it, it just doesn't equal out to you being the most successful human being you can be on a football field, like at no point have I did I ever go. Now I have to hit an icky shuffle. Now I have to, yeah, you know, like it's... And, it's and and the reason for this is so simple, and it's a it's a common sense thing, but a lot of people don't understand that. And it, uh, it, it I'll re, I want to relate it back to running in a second here, but let's go back to your example. How you talked about the first two years or so, you felt like you were seeing huge benefits in coordination. Yes, and then it just fell off a cliff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So in in running, we call that the speed barrier, right? Where essentially. Uh, football players say this to me all the time. No matter how fast I run, I can't run any faster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, essentially, what's happening is your body is recruiting the maximum number of motor units that it has the capacity or the capability to recruit. Okay. Right? So if you have, like, just for the sake of numbers, let's say you have 100 motor units, but you're only recruiting 10 of them. Okay? Just as the most general number. Um, what happens when you, 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 you know, you do the ladder and you start to, when you're, when you're starting out, you're developing a little coordination, so you gain a few more motor units through that. But you're never going to reach that 100 because you need, something needs to happen in order to get your body to recruit motor units it didn't know that it had, essentially. Yeah. Right? So that's where maximal strength training comes into play. When we squat 103% of our one rep max, we're recruiting 3% 
new motor units. If yeah. That, if that makes sense. Got you. Yes. Right. But the the work being done in the ladder is not hard enough or strenuous enough to recruit new motor units. It that, can just use practiced motor units. Yeah, exactly. You know like, I mean? it's like you're using... It, to me, that makes a lot of sense because it literally is like doing a rhythm. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't trying to, like, increase my ability to, to, to do anything football-wise. It just felt like I was like, okay, get in that rhythm. Okay, that rhythm can be a little faster of a rhythm. Yeah, like, but it's the same rhythm. But it's the same rhythm, you know, right? It's like, it's like Louis says, right? When you learn to spell your name, you can't spell it better. Yeah. You can just spell it wrong. Yes. Right? So you go through the ladder and you want to put three feet in each hole kind of thing. Well, your body is going to get used to that one, two, three. One, one two, two, three. three. Yeah, one, exactly. Two, three. It doesn't matter what pace you do it at. You can't do three steps better. You can just continue to do that three steps. Right? Yeah. So what would be a better option to that would be to, like, if, if you... I don't want this to bash agility ladders and cones and stuff like that. Like I'm not, that's not how I train my athletes, but I definitely see a use for it. Yes, of course. I see, like, I, and I was dead against it until Dex kind of exposed me to what he does on the field with his athletes. Yeah. He does this type of training, Yep. Um, but he does it in a much more well thought out way where we're sort of developing general athleticism and teaching movement. Yes. You know, we're doing it without a barbell, which is how I do it. Um, but that's the essential idea. It's not just running through a ladder trying to take kids' money and tell them they're going to be more agile. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't want this to be like bashing the, the, the ladder or the cones or anything. Yeah. Um, I just think you need to get under a fucking barbell and get strong. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Like, if, if you feel like you need to be faster, quicker, stronger... <laughs> I feel like all those things are answered in the gym. Like, yeah, and faster take and that, quicker come from stronger. Exactly. Like, is when I was my strongest, was I my fastest? I was also my quickest. Like, it that just all comes together with the ability to to explode out of something quicker, to be able to fire my arms and connect with something and have the strength to keep firing through that. Yeah. You know, like you don't. You don't put 455 up. You put it up slowly, but you're not the pushing slowly. You don't want that fast. to be on top of you any longer than it has to be. If you can press 455 slowly, your max must be like 900. Yeah, like that literally. You cannot move the heavy weight slow. Despite that it looks slow in real time, you can't yeah. move a heavyweight slow. No, and it, it's if you you if you've ever, I'm, I'm sure most of your most of the athletes listening to this, most of the coaches have had a lot of weight on them. At no point, um, did they think bring it down to my chest real slow, get it back up real slow. They yeah. were pushing on it as hard as possible, and it just doesn't move fast. Yeah. But that's the thing. So if you if you want to be quicker, if you want to be faster, get strong. Yeah, absolutely. Like. Absolutely. Strength is, is going to be the key to everything. Essentially, like, so we never do the ladder in my gym. Yeah. My athletes will, might go do the ladder on their own time, and that's fine. Like, that's a little extra work. It's, a, you know, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. But we've never done it in our gym. We went to senior bowl tryouts two or three years ago, like Ben and Wes's uh, grade 12 year. Yep. And we had the best shuttle time. Ben had the best shuttle time. We yep. had a 20-yard shuttle. Um, we had top three in the... Uh, What's that? The three oh, the L, drill, the L, the L drill. drill. Yeah. yeah, we had the top three time in that. Um, we were second highest vertical, um, top three for forties. Um, all these different tests of agility and then explosiveness. You yeah, know? I mean, we've never went through a ladder once. Yeah, and it's sort of like, well, how did you do? Well, we got strong, motherfucker. Like, what happens when you get strong is you improve something called inter and intramuscular coordination. 
right? And so when those things improve, coordination improves because your proprioceptive awareness improves, right? Your ability to understand where you are, you are in time and space yeah. improves. Yeah. And we do that through heavy fucking lifts. Yep. Through recruiting more than 100% of the motor units that we're capable of recruiting right now. Yes. Right now we have this pool of new motor units that we've recruited that we don't really know what to do with. Now when they go do the agility ladder, the cone work, they have all these new motor units to pull from and to be explosive with. And now we can fine tune them with what Murphy does with the ladder with skill acquisition. Yes. You know what I mean? They give their sport coach, acquire those skills. Yes. Right. But we do not need to run through a ladder seven days a week and then call that good enough. Yes. That's not the extent of your training. That's one very small portion. And without the strength side of things, after about two years, you're wasting your fucking time. And faster if you if you adapt faster. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? And it's, it's like if you can't uh, translate any of your ladder movement uh, to anything other than this imaginary getting quicker, then odds are you really don't need to be doing that every single day. Yeah. You know, like unless you're using the ladder and then adding in a sprint or adding in, like we said, like opening up and getting out of, uh, like open up your hips and doing something like, unless you're adding something to it that matters. And that doesn't mean hoops and little yeah. tiny hurdles, like just something, uh, so that you're, 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 you're gaining maybe a little something like try to add in, uh, to open up after you go through it backwards like try to add in driving out forward after just something that will give you maybe a little bit of football skill. Yeah. But once again, do that sparingly, get and, in the and, gym. And, su- <laughs> and supplemental to lifting. Yes, you know? exactly. Now, so let me ask you this. Do you ever see, as a football coach, obviously you've seen the kid that's great in the ladder and yeah. shit on the field. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's this, this sort of, as I was researching for this, this interesting idea I got from Michael Boyle that fast feet may not be a faster athlete, yes. if you know what I mean. Everyone wants to improve foot speed with the ladder, da da da, da. Um, But realistically, like, have you ever, as a, as a DB coach, do you see athletes that take too many, or football players that take too many steps in their break or when they're, you know, trying to do this skill-specific work? Is there such a thing as too many steps being too fast with the feet when you do this? Uh, there's, I've never had anyone with too fast of feet, but uh, I've definitely had a lot of people who try to put too much flourish yeah. in their movement. So it's like, like you, they, like you're doing, they do all this work in this ladder and it's all kind of isolated with no, uh, like, uh, I, like placement in sport. And then yeah, they go no, to the there's sport. There's no response to stimulus. Yeah. So then the you put someone in front of them and they all of a sudden they're doing this, you know, open up real fancy hand, hands, hanging low, like all these little things that aren't correct. Yeah. And it's like, and then they come through and they're like, yo, I've been in the gym all season. And it's like, now I have to break all these habits where yeah. you're like, it look cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, I feel like I've run into that more than I run into the person who's like, whoo, those fast feet definitely put you into a starting role. Yeah. yeah. You Absolutely. know, so it's, there's little things you have to make sure you're doing, uh, that aren't maybe negatively affecting you. Yeah. You know, like such as like if you're, if you're in the jam, like if you're practicing in your jam, you have your arms all the way down to your toes, like have your hands up and ready. Cause you're going to have to fire them out quick, get a jam on a guy. Yeah. Like if you're going to do the ladder and you're going to kind of mimic your sport and imagine you're mimicking your sport, do the little things right. Yeah. So like, you know, once again, keep your hands ready. Keep your, make sure you're quick. Make sure it's fast. Make sure it's not trying to look like fancy. It's trying to be 
like mostly as efficient as possible. Mm-hmm. Like why, when we went through that ladder over and over again, we're trying to become as efficient as possible at that movement. Yeah. You know, opening up and breaking, open up and breaking, having someone cross their face and moving your feet and then reacting back, things like that. So it's like you may be making that fake work, but you're doing it to improve this movement, period. So yeah. don't do anything to make it look cool. Yeah, yeah. Make it efficient. Yeah, it doesn't look good on Instagram if you do it. <laughs> exactly, right? And it's like I, you get some of these guys who want to look cool and now I'm... You're, you're you're like okay, man. Like you can't. You I'm gonna go with this guy because you won't stop doing it wrong. Like because yeah. they've been just grinding that into their head the whole time. That's why I say be in the gym more because you can pick up a lot of bad habits when you're doing it's you and your friends doing this thing over and over again trying to get better. Yeah, you know, like it. Yes, you are getting better because you're doing some work, mm-hmm. but like you can also negatively affect yourself if you're not making sure you're doing the little things correctly. Yeah. And if you're like if you're super focused on foot speed, then you're not generating force into the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean when I say, you know, higher foot speed doesn't yield a faster athlete. That's it's, 100% it's a, true. It's a simple force velocity curve. Uh, movements happening at high velocity cannot produce high force. It's a, they're both inversely proportional, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's why you could take a wiffle ball, throw it at a window a hundred times, never break the window, throw a baseball once, and you'll shatter the window. Yeah. Because that force velocity curve is more appropriately matched, right? So you move your feet really fast, and that looks impressive and shit. Yeah. But you're not producing any force. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's the the guys that once again who 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 live in that ladder. You can tell because you, it, it's it's quick and it's. It looks nice, and then the, the the functionality of it is, yeah, is just like a it's like a feather, you know, throwing a feather. It's not going that far. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and it's I, I think too, it's sort of, it's a nice excuse for work. Yeah. Too, if we're gonna be brutally honest about it, you know, you you if you're with me training, like the average training session for for a Dex or Mike or Wes or a high level athlete. Yeah. Um, you're with me for two hours in the gym. You know, we'll probably train for an hour, hour 15, but total time from you get there to you leave, about two hours. Sounds about right. You know, or you could take your ladder and throw it out on a field, post a pic on Instagram, maybe a video later, and do 15 minutes in the ladder and pretend like you did your work today. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think that's a, a, a big reason athletes love the ladder too, is because you can just get that quick workout in. Yeah. But that's not, again, if that's your one and only primary form of training, you're not doing enough. Yeah, you exactly. Know, you will not be prepared. And it, it, there's a reason why every time that you use a ladder, it and it should end with you doing maybe one-on-ones or things like that because you have to try to apply these things. Yeah, it has to translate. Yeah. So if you're not trying to apply them after, you're going to be in a rude awakening when you have to apply them and maybe that stuff that you're using didn't help you out. Yeah. Because, like, if you're going to use this... Like, there's a good test. If you're going to go to the field and pull out your ladder, do your work, and then try to apply it when you're doing your one-on-ones after or your your sprints or your whatever after, and tell me if you use any of it. Yeah. Right? Like, if yeah. not... Then it's probably not useful. It's probably not that useful. So, for you as a football coach, then you're saying... Get to the field, use the ladder as a warm-up, and then yeah. get into some skill acquisition. Work. Yeah, exactly. And if you're feeling, and if it's not translating, then drop that, whatever that yeah. drill is in the ladder. Yes. Add something new if you want to, or just drop it and leave it. But only do things that are going to translate to your sport. Do them in the position you play your sport in. Yes. Not just the cool Instagram position. You got it. Um, 
Yeah, and I'm I'm totally fine with all that. And it's the it's a very simple concept because we do the same thing, say to build explosive strength. Like we'll hit a heavy squat and then right after we jump, right? Because we have all this strength that we built from the squat, these new motor units we've recruited. Yep. Now let's teach the body to use them fast, right? It's a very simple concept. So just extrapolate that to the field, right? Use the ladder, build that that coordination, that foot speed, and then yep. translate it instantly to something useful. Don't just do the ladder and then go home and jerk off. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's not going to help you. <laughs> it's not going to help at all. Shit for you. And it's like, and I also totally just brain farted because I did have also, uh, I did do work with Samaji Keeley, who uh, was a coach out here in Edmonton who uh, coached some guys. Um, legendary, coach, man. Yeah, you know, legendary coach. I'll explain who he is. He, he played in the NFL uh, back in the day, like. 70s i want to say uh he played for the chargers he played for the houston oilers uh his name was sam johnson at the time it's now samaji keely he now is uh he coached for uh the edmonton huskies he won two back-to-back championships uh and um he i did work with him in a ladder and once again every single time it ended it ended with practice yeah so and we 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 put those things into work, but also we'd step away from the ladder and we do like we'd backpedal up a hill because the way he wanted you to backpedal was different. So the way Devin Murphy, the way Samaji did, there was always a skill acquisition part to it. Mm-hmm. So you'd do this ladder work and then you would use it in 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 practice, yeah. like driving driving forward, driving forward, driving forward. Like it was not the the one in one out icky shuffle. Uh, only thing it was it had every there was always something that was you know learning to drive forward harder learning to uh, control yourself so that you can if you get caught you can open up and drive out of that backwards so like there was there was always a skill acquisition part and those two coaches have had either heightened success coaching or had players that succeeded as well because of it like uh murphy i think he had six or seven players that went to the cfl uh samaji they won two championships back to back like and he had multiple players uh that played in the pros as well in the on the from those two teams so like you like these this is using the ladder properly because you're using it to acquire something you're not just doing it to make that instagram video and once again there is no video of Samaji doing his work in that ladder. There is video of Devin because Devin wants, if I can, I'll figure out what his YouTube channel is and maybe throw it in the back of this too. Yeah. But there's a, there's photo of him, there's a video of him because he wanted his players to be able to go to it and use it as a resource so that yeah. they could see if they were doing it right or wrong yeah. because it was using a movement so that you could use it in play. And he has videos where it shows why he does it in a one-on-one and then shows the latter part and then shows the video of him doing it again against someone in half speed Mm -hmm. then full speed so you can see why you're doing that in the latter and you'll see exactly what i'm talking about yeah for sure so then as a football coach and as a football player let's get into the debate ladder or cones what do you prefer for your agility training cones i prefer cones um a reason why I prefer cones is because um, we I, we can get a lot of uh, different type of movements. So I can just literally just take the cones and spread them all over the place, and then I can tighten them up, and then I can move them into a straight line and be like, you know, backpedal and point your butt around them so you understand what it is to point your butt when you're backpedaling, yeah. or you know, 
Um, but right now, it, with the coverage we run, we don't really do a lot of backpedaling. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mostly use cones. And then for when you were playing, what did you prefer? What do you felt like gave you a better, um, a better return? Cones, actually, because uh, Murphy actually gave me a really awesome drill that I still use, uh, where you it's like five cones in a, in two rows, and you do the cones, and then you open up and you drive like you're going to break and cover someone, and then you get to the edge of the cone, you go through the cones, you open up, and then you come through, and then you drive through the cones. It's really cool. It's like an X. Yeah. Once again, I can maybe see if we can find that and throw that link embedded in there as well, because yeah, yeah. he has that one there, and it is, it's really cool, and it, I found that one really, really made you understand controlling yourself, stopping, going, yeah. you know, so like, because I feel like that's one thing that isn't really focused on is stopping. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to be able to stop yourself from moving <laughs> and that's where the vast majority of non-contact injuries occur yes and like like less from a, a at the standpoint of just football more from the standpoint of a strength coach yeah like we we work a lot on jumping and moving things concentrically you yeah. know what i mean but we don't ever work on the eccentric loading and then the landing and the slowing down side of things yes I, we do I mean, yeah, yeah, no, you do speaking you know, widely yeah. in the yeah. workout world so yeah exactly because it's like you do the you when you jump and you catch yourself and you stand there for a minute in the yeah. right pose and then you go that's that's what we're talking about that's that stopping yourself landing gently blah 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 blah. all that right yeah. that's all important so if that part of it matters making sure you're making sure you can stop yourself because you need to be under control you can't fly into a corner try to slam on the brakes bloat your acl and fall over like yeah. it's you have to know how it's to slow not, yourself not down formula for longevity oh that's where fast feet matter <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta tap 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 to tap, slow tap, down tap. <laughs> my beef with cone drills and agility ladder too yeah i just i hate it's predetermined you know where you're mm. going ahead of time yeah and I feel like I totally, I see the relevance in what you use it for on the football side of things. Again, I'm not an expert in that. I'm just talking strictly agility yes. with this. But I hate the fact that football and, and most sports rely on visual stimulus. You have to react to what you're seeing. Yes. There is no predetermined. You can't line up before the play and say, I'm going to go to that spot. Yeah. You, know, you you can have the idea, that's where I should be. But if, if your responsibility is to cover this guy and he goes another way, the fuck are you going to do now? You yes. know what I mean? That's, so that's my big issue with cones is that we're not we're not developing that yeah. awareness side of things. We're just teaching you to run to that cone. You know what I mean? With the hopes that we take that cone away, it's still going to work. Yeah, you're still going to be able to do it. Um, that's that's why I feel like, once again, it was more the, the skill acquisition of, of like driving, being quick, and then open up go like so we're using those that open up we're doing the open up that we used in the ladder yeah like it was just another part of it yeah. but the, i found that one to be better because it wasn't just in the ladder over over mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. mentally you know this one i was like you get into it you're like oh yeah this is smooth this is smooth quick feet and you know everyone's like ooh, 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 you know yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know and then go go and you get out of it or they would rate we do a race so that you could put it in a, a practice quickly if that makes sense you have to to practice at high speed yeah exactly so then all of a sudden you're like go and you're like go 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 you know and you're stepping into each one open up go so it allows it allows a little more competition and yeah and i imagine you'd follow the same guidelines where it's like do the cone work and then let's finish on -on one-on-ones let's finish on skill based exactly exactly that this would be the start like if i was going to break down how i would handle it in a practice like we would start in the either the ladder or uh 
like a, a little part of what we need to do better. Yeah. So, you know, if we're going to jam, it would be uh, getting our hands on them and moving our feet, getting our hands on them, moving our feet, getting our hands on moving our feet. And then we go into uh, a drill where we would be doing it at like, you know, 50%. Maybe we're doing jam drills, just getting off the ball, making contact and going. And then we move that up into uh, making, um, I don't know, what would be like I get getting into one-on-ones and in a jam scenario. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we go from there. So it'd be like you, you literally build on that piece. So we take one piece that we're doing not well and we work on that and we go through. And then with the next one, we go over that next part of it and then the next part and then the next part. And if we're still struggling with this, we double back to that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe we spend a little less time doing it like as pinpoint or maybe it has to be ex- that pinpoint. So it's like it allows you to start from the bottom and work your way up and then if we're having trouble still we can see exactly what's happening and then pinpoint from that point and go from there yeah which is absolutely so then let me talk to my strength coach friends listening to this podcast (laughs) when you hear that said that's football motherfucker that's not your job you're the strength coach yeah so what are some things that we as strength coaches can do to kind of mitigate that and to be I'm not so reliant on cones. I don't rely on them at all. But mm-hmm. A lot of people do cones mm-hmm. and agility ladders and shit. Yeah. What are some things we can do in the gym um, that that'll help develop that without relying on that shit? Because they're going to do that with their with their skill coach and with their football coach or, or sport coach, and that's fine. Um, how do we build that in the gym? I think um, any type of carry is great at the lowest level. Just have them carry it and bring it back. You know what I mean? Um, but then start to add commands into that carry. Right, stop, start, audio commands, visual commands. Yeah. Um, have them carry forwards, backwards, sideways. Have them change direction on command. Have them carry different implements, right? So it could be like an even farmer's carry, uh, suitcase carry, offset farmers, um, you know, a, a kettlebell in a front rack position and a dumbbell by your side, carry a heavy bag. We had a fucking fire hydrant we'd carry. Yeah. Um, just carry shit around, squat, jump, sprint. Right, very very basic stuff. We don't need to do all this convoluted bullshit that looks yeah. great on Instagram. And it, like, yeah, you sign up members when you do it because people are stupid mm-hmm. and they think it's gonna help. It's flashy, it's yeah. cute, but you're really, I think you're doing a disservice to your athletes as a strength coach if all you do is throw a ladder on the ground and say go run through that, and yeah. move your feet. Like you know? also, there's there's hoops, there's little hoops you can use. They're really good. Yeah, <laughs> they, I love they're like ladders, but they're not attached. I think my, <laughs> The, the most rage I feel is when these people set up like obstacle courses of like agility yes. drills. Like, run through the ladder, around the cone, jump through a hoop. Yeah. Fucking and then they go, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh my yeah. oh my god, his feet. And it's like a 10 year old. Like, yeah, why? He just, like, spins in a circle six times and then runs through a ladder and spins the other way. I'm yeah. Like, That's great like, for all the times you got to do that in your sport. Right. And it's always like a six year old. So that they're like, ooh, we get the most amount of people coming to our gym with yeah. a six year old doing ladder drills. Yeah. Yeah, we're so, all super fucking excited for you. Yeah, so I mean, it's I, I just I feel like if if you're not using it as a as a piece to the puzzle and using it as like the solve to the puzzle, then it's a, it's a tool. Yeah, you know, like the safety squat bar is great, but if that's all we ever squatted with, it wouldn't do much. Yes, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's a tool. Use it accordingly. I agree with you, two hundred fifty percent. All right hip-hop we get to do a i've been doing solo hip-hop stuff I yeah know, i don't know how i'm supposed to do but I, we got someone here to talk about hip-hop so what are you what are you listening to <laughs> what am i Let's listening to uh, i'm listening to uh meek mill i listened to his new album championship uh That's i was good. listening to the one with cardi b i believe it's called got me 
Yeah. And I, was, I don't know what it is. Like, that song just goes. And Cardi B, I really like Cardi B as a rapper. Yeah. yeah, like, she is, like, unapologetically Cardi B. And I'm like, yeah, like, I, I, I get that. And, like, I mean, she just won, what, Best Rapper of the Year at the Grammys. Like, yeah, man, she's, she's working hard. And I, I, that song, I'm, I was all in. Like uh, so, got me by Meek Mill. Get a chance. It's uh, it's got that like, bassy, you know, ride with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that's it's a, that's a really good album. <laughs> it is. It really is. I think What's um, Free is the best song. On yes. Album. Oh, two hundred percent. What's Free is the best with uh, Jay Z and um, Ricky Rose. <laughs> Rick Rose. So yeah, <laughs> Rose. So yeah, that's him. I've been uh, I've been listening to a lot of like backpacker. Oh, okay, I've okay. Really, I've really gotten into that zone. It's mm-hmm. very strange, very yeah. different. Um, what have I? I downloaded Evidence's new CD. So Evidence yeah. is from Dilated Peoples. Okay. Uh, and he signed a Brother Ali's label, which I didn't know. He's oh, on wow. Rhymesayer. Oh, okay. Um, so that, that when I heard that, I was like, well, I'm gonna get his album because yeah. Rhymesayer doesn't put out garbage. <laughs> they put it out. It's good. Music, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I got. It's called The Weather or Songs About the Weather or something. Okay. It was the, his most recent album from 2017. And it's incredible, man. Yeah. Like, Evidence's lyrical ability is insane. I started listening to this new guy, John Wayne. Um, all one word, J-O-N Wayne. Okay. I'm just going to let you Google it. Just look yeah, it's Listen it? to his song, picture him in your head, and then go see what he looks like. Because <laughs> it's not what you're thinking <laughs> it is. Um, but his, his lyrical ability is incredible. Yeah. I think... I think he's almost more of a poet than a rapper. Okay, um, like kind spoken of, word-ish. Spoken word-ish. It's 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 the type of beat where there's not a lot of drum to it. It's got kind of you, piano yeah. And it's you know what I mean. Yeah, like um, um, Jay Z's like kind of hype. Kind of the with feel it. of four forty four. Yes, like that that feel. Got yeah, you. Just not that that album's untouchable <laughs> in terms of greatness. Oh, I love like that, that feel to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's dope. So evidence, John Wayne. Um, course brother ali i've been listening to a lot but yeah i don't know i'm kind of i find myself shifting away from the gangster shit got you to yeah the, to the backpacker type did you hear that uh what was it with a tech nine token song with youtubers you i didn't listen to that oh uh, yeah i listened to it yeah, it's good I, I it caught me off guard i literally found him like token and tech nine yeah. this is a weird thing to look yeah. at because number one dude looks like the kid from malcolm in the middle so like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it looks like the youngest ever, malcolm in the middle kid token no, really? He's a, he's like this little he's like this kid. He's just like he literally looks like the the youngest kid in Malcolm in the Middle growing up. Like that's literally <laughs> like it. Dewey. Yeah, like Dewey, Dewey, yeah. It literally <laughs> looks like Dewey. I'm like and then he, they just go in and it's just lyrical, lyrical, lyrical and you know the Tech Nine like making the beat with his voice. Yeah. Like it's really, really good. Yeah, it's well like, worth it. Dope. What do you think of Takashi snitching? Uh <laughs> That's smart. He, man, he's like he's like eighteen years old. Snitch, man. You don't want to be in there forever. I feel I feel bad for him. He got he, caught in the shit. He's a culture chameleon. You know, I have like so many. I would say every high school kid on my Instagram. Yeah, not everyone, but a vast majority of them could be Takashi Six. Two hundred percent. Like, to fall into that bullshit. Like, you got to think. Whoever Trey heart. Wayne is has to be like just a predator. Like, yeah, absolutely. I feel like Baby and him got to be real close. Right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, the problem like, is you fucking tattooed sixty nine on your face. Well, yeah, now I mean, you're in witness protection. You're in witness 69 on your face. How are you going to hide that kid? You're getting a lot of lasers now. It's 68. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's got 88 tattooed on his face. Yeah. Not a good choice either. Yeah. I hope someday hip-hop can look back at this and use it as a lesson, especially for suburban white kids. 
Yeah. Like, it's one thing growing up. I grew up as a suburban white kid who loved hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I was always aware that I wasn't, I wasn't part of that culture. culture I was a yeah. guest in it. Yeah. You know, but now we see, I heard this the rap group in quotations from Stony Plain. <laughs> yeah. You know, these white kids rapping, using the N word, talking about the guns they got and all the people they killed. And I'm like, bruh. Yeah. Like, <laughs> First of all, that's not real. <laughs> Second of all, you're gonna get into a world of fucking trouble saying that shit to the wrong people. Yeah, you know I mean? like, and it, but the problem is, is like that they imagine rap like is like saying the N word and talking about like it that that's racist. Not the N word, yes, yeah. but like Their everything view of what hip hop is is, is racist. Like outside of it, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's like that's not what hip hop and rap is. Like, there are rappers who rap about this stuff. Yeah. Some of them talking about being part of it. Some of them talking about it being a part of their life and being stuck in it because that was what was cool. That was what it was. And now I'm out of it and I'm done. Yeah. You know? So, like, it, it, if you just think it was literally just bang, bang, shoot, shoot. <laughs> you, I feel like you're you're missing a, a big point of it. And you, you, you don't need to say the N-word. Find another word. Like you can... You can they're, can, not even, they're not even rhyming it with shit. They're just saying it. it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that, That's the truth because they want to sound like a rapper. Yeah. And they're like, uh, what? Like, there are other rappers out there who don't use that word too. Yeah, man. Like, and at some point, that shit will catch up to you. Yeah. You will get in trouble for that. Yeah. From the wrong people, you know? Yeah. Or the right people, depending on well, it's gonna be, what your situation <laughs> But I yeah. mean, like, if you're going to, if you're going to say that, that, stuff there like like you just yeah you're just dumb because like what happens when you what happens if you actually are a really good lyricist and you make it like somewhere and then you're like i can't not say the n-word in all my songs and like i can't make a song without it in there like you should probably just think of a way to rap without it because if you did make it big you would want to not have to say it and have other words that you, you should, can use. It's almost like you should just be yourself. Oh, weird, right? It's almost like that's the point of hip-hop, is to just be Are yourself. You, what? Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like if you ain't got 6 9 tattooed on your face, you ain't dropping the M-word. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's ridiculous. You yeah. know, these kids these days. And their drugs. Right? I'm getting old now. Like, you damn kids. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, oh, there's my phone. There we go. It's time and to get back to work. <laughs> I appreciate you stopping by, brother. Okay. It was awesome being back. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. This is brought to you by Head to Head Productions. We want to thank you guys for listening. You're the only reason we exist. So keep on liking and sharing.